everyone and welcome to Midas Community Podcast. This is the second episode where we're going to discuss saving habits and routines that can help you with achieving financial independence faster. My name is Ben and today I'm here with, of course, our community manager, Anya. Hi, Anya. Hi. How are you Hi. doing today? I'm doing fine and I'm super excited that we're doing the second episode because I'm really loving these recordings of our Midas Community Podcast. Yes, yes. I'm excited too. And guys, we first would like to thank you for the last episode. We, we got overwhelmingly positive feedback from you in comments, both in Discord and in the comment section on, on YouTube. And uh, we're really glad that you liked it. And we are really motivated to keep going and, and do much more of it. All right. And now about today's topic, saving habits, why we chose this topic. Well, we thought that after having discussion last time about financial independence, we mentioned some tips and tricks, let's say, or habits that are, are good for achieving this independence. And then we were like, Hey, it's, it's a perfect follow-up episode today to explore this even further and to hear what tips you guys may have from the community and to, you know, to share with everyone. So this is why we, we decided to go with this and we, we hope you'll enjoy it. And uh, when it comes to saving habits, I think it's a very broad topic again, right? But what, we, what we'll try to do is, you know, like actionable points for you guys that maybe you could implement even today to have some, you know, like uh, real value out of this conversation, out of this uh, podcast. Anya, would you like to add anything to that? Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, recently we had Midas Community Conference and I also was a speaker there and I also talked about like financial habits mm -hmm. and like especially about budgeting. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to talk about this topic because I think that people do have a lot of tips and tricks on how mm -hmm. to save more money and they might be, you know, th there's a variety of them. For example, it can be from like budgeting, which is a very like whole like big thing mm -hmm. or there might be like some mental things that you use in order to make like everyday decisions for example some people know what is their salary for one hour and mm -hmm. when they buy something you know they don't see the price in dollars let's say but they see the price in the hours of their work mm -hmm. and that's yes. yeah that like how much time they can like mm -hmm. need to spend working to earn this thing to buy yes. this thing. And, yes, yes. and this is really interesting because sometimes like what prevents us from achieving financial independence and being like financially organized is that we uh, cannot battle our mind. So mm -hmm. I think that's a cool thing to discuss because a lot of different people have different tips and tricks. And I would really be interested in hearing like your tips and tricks and the tips and tricks that our community uses because we learn yes. from each other, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's the great thing about this podcast because when creating this content, we can also learn from the community. You know what? There is a very popular like physics scientist. He, I believe he is from the United States and his name is Richard Feynman. Mm -hmm. And I really like his quote, his phrase that he said that if you want to understand the subject, make sure that you can explain it to a five-year-old person. Mm -hmm. So basically, you know, explaining things and concepts to other people makes you understand something a lot better. So that's why I also yes. really like creating all of the educational content and especially mm -hmm. this podcast, because like when we're going through that and explaining our views and thoughts on that, we can better understand them ourselves. Yeah. There's even the saying, like, uh, explain like I'm five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really powerful, you know, like technique and it's not easy you know it's, it's sometimes hard to explain something complicated or complex in simple terms i think this is really 
once one can do it, it's really easy to put in your mind and understand. So let's try to do that. Yeah. And actually, you know what? Like I had a lot of struggle trying to explain my 80 years old grandpa, explain what I'm doing in crypto and online oh, and all of that stuff. I can imagine. Like, you know, I always tell him like, it's just marketing. I'm just doing marketing. Like, uh, it's just like on the internet. Don't bother to understand. But like, I know that uh, eventually I will have to explain it in simple words to him. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Funny that you mentioned because uh, literally yesterday I had conversation with my wife and I was talking to her about crypto, how it's like different, how it's a new technology is going to change the world at some point, hopefully. And I was talking a lot about, you know, Web3. And she was like, but you keep talking Web3, Web3. What is Web3? And I was like, come on, it's, isn't it obvious? And I was at this point, I was like, you know, missing words to put it in easy, <laughs> easy terms. So I had to really you know, take time to, to explain it. It's like, you need Web to like is. downgrade to like the mere basics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand that's what happens to me as well. When I talk to someone who is not into crypto and web three world in general. Mm -hmm. Before we jump to your comments, guys. I just uh, wanted to share one more thought from me because when picking the topic of saving habits, maybe obvious, but I had this thought that it's really, you know, it's like the first step you need to, it's like, like those habits, like think about them like tools, right? That will help you to achieve financial independence because in order to put your money to work, you first need to have some money, obviously. <laughs> and it's not only, you know, like making money like by your work, by doing a job, it's like easy. By easy, I mean, you just receive salary, right? But then keeping this money or saving this money, putting aside, that's the hard part, right? And this is what we're trying to tackle here, how to make it uh, easier for yourself so that you do not spend all the salary that you received. Yeah, and I thought that maybe I'll kick off uh, with first habit or tip from me. My uh, favorite habit or my favorite routine is to every time I receive a salary from my employer or from my client, I want to pay myself first. And what do I mean by that is before I start spending and like giving away or, you know, like transferring money to other people and entities before that, I want to make sure that I pay myself first. So what I do, I take part of my salary. Sometimes it's a fixed percentage, sometimes it's fixed amount of money in value. And then I send it to a different account, right? Where it's separated from my daily account, from the account that I use on a daily basis. I call it my spending account, right? And I just send it away to my savings account. And what it does for me, first of all, it gives me this peace of mind that I secured part of my salary already, that I don't have to worry that I will spend too much because I don't have this money quickly. I, it's not quickly accessible via my spending account. It's in a different place. And, and I have like different, you know, like box in my mind for this money. It's not to spend now because it's on, in different place that I do not, you know, have direct and fast access to. That's first like, like the mentality, right? It, it helps me with this mentality. Then if I need this money, then I can, you know, I can access it, of course. So it's, it, it can be too hard to access, but it's not very, you know, like fast and, and easy. So it creates this friction between me and this money, which helps me to be disciplined about it and to not spend it. And then over time, and it's not like a, you know, very big amount, it's small percentage, let's say, but over time it builds, it, it adds up very nicely. And then I can see that it works. I can see my, this other account numbers are growing and then I can decide if I want to 
invest it, if I want to keep it as my this emergency fund, or like we said, financial pillow or cushion, right? Like yeah. we like we discussed last time, or maybe I need it for some extra, you know, like emergency stuff. So it gives me like, you know, freedom to, to decide what I want to do with it. Because there is this, a lot of utilities that we have to pay, right? We have, we have rent, we have, we have food, we have transportation and so on. And there's not much choice. You just, you just have to spend this money every month, right? But having this extra cash aside gives me, give me choice what I want to do with it. So this is my favorite routine, like putting this money aside, forgetting about it, not overthinking about it and just let it, you know, work for me in a, in a different place. Yeah, I think that's a very crucial thing to do when you're trying to achieve financial independence to pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I also like the fact that your goal is actually to forget about this money, like at that point, because you want to like save more and then decide what you're going to do with them. Mm -hmm. And I would elaborate a little bit, like, and elevate this habit uh, by also setting aside some of the money that you get on top of your regular salary, mm -hmm. because this is the thing. Sometimes you can get a bonus. Sometimes you can get like a side hustle. Yes. And if uh, you have different choices, you can either spend these money or you can set them aside. But the thing is, because these are the extra money, you don't really need them on your everyday life because you can support your everyday life with your actual salary that you always have. Yes. And that's how it will, you know, help you to achieve your financial independence faster. For example, mm -hmm. for me, before I was working for Midas, I had two jobs. I would uh, get like obviously two salaries from the both of them. And I decided for myself that, okay, this salary, that's something I'm going to live on. Mm -hmm. And the salary from the second job is something I want to invest. Mm -hmm. And I went further and I opened a stock account. And in my country, there is a program for supporting regular people investing in stocks. Mm -hmm. So they have this program that if you open your stock account, like at any broker you want to, and you do not withdraw money from this account for three years, mm -hmm. you can get your tax refunded. And, really? uh, yeah. And that awesome. was super cool because <laughs> like every single year, like all of these three years, I was getting my taxes back mm -hmm. and, uh, like almost not, not almost the, the, there is like a, a ceiling for that, but that was a really nice bonus. And I yeah. would reinvest these taxes back mm -hmm. into the mm -hmm. stock account. And that's how I actually was able to build my first, not capital, but you know, like first sure. something I didn't have access to this money because otherwise I would have to give back all of the tax refunders I got. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was really highly motivated to not touch this uh, <laughs> stock account. So that might be yeah. also an option. Yeah, that's great. I think this part of not being able to touch it is, uh, turns out to be important and play an important role in not touching it and, and letting it right, let's say, right? And build build up the percentage or, or interest rates or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a good program. Guys, ch check out uh, your government programs, maybe <laughs> something like that <laughs> in your country. And um, yeah, but we have also other programs that are worth checking. And I think it's still in line with achieving financial independence. And I talk about those accounts that you, if you invest via those accounts and do not withdraw the money until you're like 60, 65, then you are released from the 
capital gains tax. I know it's, uh, I have it in my country. I know in the US it's called 401k, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I think most of the countries have something like that. And it's, it's good to open such account because the, the benefit is huge. Like over time, like the amount of taxes you save. So if you invest anyway in traditional markets, that is, it's a really great idea to start with this type of account. Because they are super lower risk and mm -hmm. they're yes. kind of like beneficial for you in the long run. So exactly. yeah, I think exactly. it's something you should look at first when you're trying to invest and when, mm -hmm. when you want to invest. Because you know what? Like when it comes to crypto, the ease that comes with like instantly withdrawing money, like it's hard for me when I know that I can access this money at every single point of my life. So yes. that also gives me some struggles. So it's, I think it's only one little downtown of crypto compared to the financial That's instrument. True. Although I, I believe it, it also can depend, right? Because depends on your bank, let's say, because I, and I'm talking, you know, about transferring from even stable coins to fiat currency, right? Mm -hmm. Be it dollars or someone's currency. In my country, at least, it's not super simple, but what is simple for me is to having, let's say, stack of stable coins mm -hmm. and, you know, like shuffling with it because I treat it like cash, right? So if I have yeah. stable coins, I know it, it's my cash position, let's say, yeah. in my investment portfolio. And then it's easy to you know, be impulsive about it and to buy the dip, buy the dip <laughs> and so on. <laughs> and if it keeps dipping, well, maybe I should wait. So maybe it would be better if it's not so easy, you know, to spend on any asset because the crypto and Bitcoin especially is so liquid that we can always go in and out, right? So yeah. yeah, it's very important to be disciplined about it. And we will talk about it more in a second because one of comments that you guys submitted mentions discipline as well. So maybe let's, uh, let's jump into comments. Sure. And the first comment that we got on Discord comes from Hendrik. I think I'm, I'm going to read most of it out loud. It's not too mm -hmm. long. I think the most powerful saving habit is budgeting. Not just budgeting your restaurant expenses, for example, but to save the money you want to save as soon as you get your salary. For me, I put 500 month directly onto Midas, which lets me spend my remaining cash however I want without having to think about wasting spending too much. Pro tip, also budget your daily expenses. And I couldn't agree more, Hendrik. This is like amazing. <laughs> and I agree 100%. And it really resonates with me and with my favorite habit. I think it's basically it's basically the same with the mm -hmm. difference that you're doing. You're taking it to the next level because you're putting it directly into Midas account. Like Yes, that's, that's like one of <laughs> the game ups yeah. in the level. So that's amazing. I mean, it's different for everyone. Like everyone has different risk appetite, right? And so on. And of course I try to invest as well into to crypto, like DCA, like on a regular basis, not every paycheck, but every few. So I can totally understand it. And I know there's a lot of people who try to do it every paycheck. And I think it's, uh, it, it will turn out to be very beneficial in the long term. You know what? I just want to add a little like fun way of saving money. I just recently learned about it myself on YouTube and I decided mm -hmm. to try it out. So basically you create, let's say, for example, when I first found out about this way of saving money, I guess like 22 weeks uh, left until the new year. So mm -hmm. I called it 44 envelopes because it 
says that every single week I have to save twice, but it's mm-hmm. not a fixed amount of money. So basically you create 44 envelopes and you basically you put the odd number on them and every single mm-hmm. week you just randomly pick two envelopes and you invest as much money as written on the envelope. For example, if it's $1, you save $1. If it's mm-hmm. like $44, you save $44. And you do, do that twice a week. And mm-hmm. it's a fun way because you don't know what's going to get like this week. And it's a little bit, you know, like more creative than uh, having a set amount of money. But I think it's just if you want to have a little bit of fun, if you're Mm -hmm. fine with just setting aside a certain amount of money, let's say into Midas, then you're just good to go. And if you're fine with it, because like like sometimes you can fall out of this habit, you know, like because habits, Mm -hmm. sometimes we break them. For example, why I decided to choose this creative way of saving money is because recently due to my move uh, to another country, due to, you know, like me being preoccupied with all of the other like stuff I really broke this habit of saving money and in order to Mm -hmm. get back on track I decided to make it a little bit more interesting that's cool yeah I think it's I mean it's great because it shows that everyone can approach the topic in a different way Mm -hmm. and find ways that will help you to achieve the the, you know the, the final goal by making it for example more fun or interesting or you know just changing things on the way a little bit you can also like people can also play with the amounts that they feel safe with putting aside maybe mm-hmm. you start with 100 then it turns to you know 200 300 or maybe 50 sometimes it's, it always depends because there are different months right mm-hmm. and then we were not always able to i'm not always able to save exactly the amount that i want to but as long as i'm in the habit i'm as long as i i'm keeping the routine it's fine i can have some downsides it's important to not go also like not to go too hard on yourself, right? When yes. doing so. And may I also add something because I think that's really important. That's a trap like some people who just starting investing can <laughs> fall into. So my first encounter was like financial independence was uh, when I was on my, in my junior year in uh, in college. I read all of the books like Poor Dad, Rich Dad, mm-hmm. like all of the other financial independence and financial knowledge books. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to set a Side and invest like 50% of my paycheck. But, uh, and I try to see 50%. 50, 50. Like half of it. Okay. Yeah, half of it. <laughs> and being a student and, you know, not making much, mm-hmm. and, but also having like a lot of needs to satisfy like food um, or socializing or something. It was like super extreme. I managed to do that for a couple mm-hmm. of months, but uh, eventually I was so sad <laughs> that <laughs> I didn't have enough money to have fun. And oh. uh, that's what made me like break this habit so mm-hmm. you really need to understand what are your uh, like monthly expenses and an everyday life and you mm-hmm. cannot exclude the things that make you happy because yeah. like if you invest a lot of money but you're super unhappy and at some point you're gonna have a meltdown and you will spend yeah. like everything you saved so mm-hmm. i think it's also really important to keep your mental state like in a good shape because you may if you're too extreme you may experience some of their meltdowns yeah it can also lead to very wrong conclusion that this whole saving is too hard i'm not going to make it it's too much you know it co- it's like too much sacrifice and I, i'm not having fun so it's, it's important to like start small and to check how it works for you and, and to balance things out so it doesn't have to be 50 percent. it can be of course but it doesn't have to be it can be 20 it can be 10 it can be 5 percent, right or 
getting Yeah, I think even 1%. If there's something that you're starting with and you've never like saved money before, that's a good starting Mm -hmm. point. Yes. If someone is just starting, I think it's it's good to start from the very, like like the square one, right? And with that, let me, let's move to the next comment, all right? Mm -hmm. And it comes from BillSunit66. I'm just, call, I'm just going to call you Bill. I <laughs> hope that's fine. We hope you don't mind. So Bill says, I simply use Midas Investments as savings account. Another one. Mm-hmm. Instead of depositing it uh, into the bank, uh, paying 0.04% with super easy access, I deposit all my extra cash into stables and chosen coins. To access my money, I have to make multiple moves, swaps and transfers, then wait a week or more till my cash hits my bank account. So it's easy for me to just not touch it. I lack certain discipline when I have cash available. My last investments help me with that discipline. I had to be honest with myself when assessing the distribution of my funds and the most efficient way for growth of those funds. It's Midas, hands down, for this investor. Yay! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Good to hear that, Bill. It's it's amazing that you enjoy Midas investments as a, as a service and that it helps you to achieve financial independence and... Really glad to hear that it's working for you as intended. Yes, awesome. definitely. And look, um, like here, Bill has the same problem that I had. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not enough disciplined and you mm-hmm. have easy, easy access to your funds, like it's really hard for you to invest. And I'm glad he found a solution for that with Midas Investments. Yes. And for him, is having money in crypto, it's harder for him than to take it out. And this is, again, what I mentioned before, like, like you need to create friction between you and the money that you don't want to touch for some time at least, right? I don't know. I consider myself uh, a bit lazy also when it comes to moving my money in different places, investing in different assets. I just want to keep it simple, ideally in one place, although I know it's not the best way it's, it's good to diversify, but what I'm trying to say, it's, it's good. Sometimes it, it pays off to be lazy and, and just not touch it, do not, you know, yeah. like try to uh, get rich quick or, you know, invest in this new coin. So I need to withdraw, enter the confirmation code and then wait for the withdrawal <laughs> and so on and so on. Sometimes it's good to just, you know, do nothing and the money will be there for sure if you don't touch it. <laughs> You know what? Now I really regret that I have uh, ordered myself a crypto card because, you know, like here you just like transfer the crypto to your crypto card and you can go like and spending around uh-huh. the crypto. Oh so probably that wasn't a good idea. Now I think yeah, I should reconsider. I need to like make this a little bit more difficult for myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, what we also mentioned is to being honest with yourself when it comes to like spending and, you know, generally managing your money. If someone knows that they are like impulsive spender, right? Or they know that it's, it's going to be hard to keep some money untouched for this month. Again, I go back to my favorite habit. Just put it aside, put it away. Don't look at it <laughs> and just let it be there. You know what? Actually, I think that sometimes if you know that you have a tendency to like impulse spending, or if you know that you, for example, if you're sad, you go online and you shop online that mm-hmm. might be actually some sort of an addiction and mm-hmm. you might reach out to your therapist for that because seriously i don't think it's a big deal but you definitely need to work with your emotions if you know 
that you have this problem because yeah i i think it can be easily fixed the same way as you like approach all of the other addictions but you just need to kind of accept that because for me you know at some point of my life i had really bad financial habits and mm -hmm. i didn't know how to stop it but when i realized that okay i have problem with that and when you acknowledge that and you seek help it's also okay it's not like you i don't know like mentally ill or something it just some of the connections in your brain that lead you to spend more money that you actually mm -hmm. need to spend. And that might be also an option. Yeah, I think it's, it's good to be mindful and, and conscious about what's happening in your head when you're spending, right? And then it's, it's good to evaluate like your stuff. Do I have too many items maybe? <laughs> Do I need three pairs of headphones <laughs> and yeah. so on. Do I need yeah. to join the minimalist squad and like get rid of all <laughs> of the things that don't bring happiness to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like quality over quantity. Exactly. And it's, uh, you know, but they like, they, I mean, you know, like marketers, email marketers and so on, they try really hard to make you spend your money. Right. Oh, and for yes. example, I experienced this. Uh, recently, I went to Amazon.com and I just wanted to go to my Prime account and watch some movies, right? Some, mm -hmm. some on the video, Prime Video, as it's called, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but on the way, but I started type with typing just Amazon.com, right? And I see this homepage and I, and I see this, you know, sales and there is new sale and, and new occasions, sell, sell, sell. You, you can save this much, you know, buy this, buy that. I was like, hmm, wait, wait, wait a second. Don't I need a new, you know, phone, headphones, new, new speaker. Uh, I like, you know, gadgets and, and technology. So it's really important to not like put yourself in a situation when you bombard with, with those occasions, right? Yes. On the other hand, it's really hard in today's, uh, in these, these days, right? To be safe from marketing. <laughs> yeah, just be mindful. Yeah, this is actually a really huge problem. Like I'm going to publicly admit right now that I'm super addicted to TikTok and <laughs> I really like watching TikToks, but I try to like, I have a special function like, uh, that's called time limit. It lets mm -hmm. me go on TikTok only for one hour a day. Cause otherwise I would not be able to do anything. Smart. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is like TikTok is like a huge platform for marketing stuff. And I don't know how the algorithms work, but I remember last time. I talked to my friends about, I don't know, like Dyson, like styler, hairstyler. Hair mm -hmm. And next time I went to TikTok, like it was showing me the videos with a styler. And I was like, stop, like, this is not funny. Like, yeah. and make it look so appealing. And yes. the problem is if you fall for that, there will be always a thing that you desperately need. Yes. Because like you buy one thing, then the marketing people try to sell you another thing. Then you buy this one and they sell mm -hmm. you another one. And it's just like a huge loop. So yeah, I think it's very important to set some boundaries and not to put yourself in the situations where this mass consumption can be appealing to you. That's yes. why now I'm trying to set the algorithms on money saving <laughs> videos, not my money spending videos. Yeah, because yeah. this is crazy. You can fall easily for that. It's good to train your algorithm <laughs> into, you know, to trick it into things that you, you know, it's more helpful or useful in your life. Yeah. And this, this also brings, uh, brings back what Hendrik said in the first comment, uh, about, uh, like the most powerful saving habit is budgeting, right? So if you make this, if you keep budget, right. And you, you see where your money goes every month and you start seeing those, you know, random items or maybe not random, but something that you maybe 
wouldn't necessarily buy or you don't you don't really need it's really sometimes you may have this realization and it will help you to like just seeing the number seeing the list seeing you know name of the item how much it costs you can even count what percentage of my salary was this one item for example i know people that buy iphone every year right oh crazy like every year do i need new iphone every year right it's good to ask these questions <laughs> yeah. and sometimes you can set some rules for yourself for example i never buy a new phone while my old one is working mm -hmm. so it can be crashed it can be smashed <laughs> it can be you know like working really poorly and slowly but as long it's as working. it's still working, <laughs> I'm not buying a new one. And I also uh, switch. So like the first phone I got was like iPhone, then I got Android. And now I also like I again have iPhone. And when it's dead, I'm going to get an Android. But you know what? <laughs> Androids tend to live so much longer. Oh my God. I remember myself trying to like intentionally kill my phone, but it was still alive. <laughs> and I couldn't break the rule. And I was so happy when finally I woke up and I saw that my phone is not working anymore. So. Oh. You can set some rules like that. The message here is just to be be mindful about your spending habits. It can be it, it can go crazy without even like realizing it until you make a list, right? Yes. And see for yourself, right? And uh, with that, let me move on to the next comment. The name is forty four. What can I say? <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna very mysterious user, but um, he says. Developing a sustain, uh, sustainable, uh, healthy saving habit for me requires a lot of discipline and consistency. Both necessary if anyone wants to implement any sort of saving strategy. Personally, I like to set a spending limit each month, but only after putting something aside. And this again brings this topic of putting something aside before you start spending, right? So I'm really happy that I'm not the only one and that, that it's also your, your guys' favorite routine or, or habit. And it's really good to see. But something that strikes me the most here is talking about discipline and consistency. Because habits, like all habits, require these things, right? Discipline and consistency, not only in finance. It goes exactly the same if you want to start a new habit. I don't know, start to exercise, be more active, eat healthier or work on your diet, right? you always will require discipline and consistency, right? So you have to do it regularly, right? If you want this specific thing to become your habit. And it goes exactly the same for finances, I believe. You need to have, you know, good specific mindset that you're trying to stick to. And you need to make those habits, you know, almost like automatic. So you're not overthinking, like, do I need to put aside 500? Maybe I can make it 300 this month, right? <laughs> yeah, just no, having just... these negotiations with yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like, just don't. No. You need to be strict sometimes. I mean, you know, and it will really help in the long run. And uh, I found it really wise to treat those habits exactly the same as we try to build new habits outside of finances. I think same rules apply. Yeah, so we have, again, the, this habit of putting set amount aside. But also what's interesting, it's uh, this mention of spending limit each month. Mm -hmm. There's also like same, but not really like setting a limit of not money I'm putting aside, but setting a limit on money I want to spend. And it's, uh, I find it interesting and I may try that. So I'm going to, if I understood correctly, you know, like plan what is the maximum amount of money I'm spending this month and try to, you know, like meet this goal. So I know my fixed spendings, right? I know my bills, I know my rent, I know more or less, I don't know, transportation, fuel and so on. 
and there's always some money that I can work with. And out of this money, I can make a limit, like maximum I'm going to uh, to spend. So it's it's almost almost the same, but I think but from different perspective, right? Yeah. And I think the results may be maybe as good or even maybe better. So it's very interesting uh, to that that you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean you can try it and see if it works for you because I think that when it comes to your spending and saving habits, as you already said, these are like the same other habits. And some people, you know, they prefer to work out in the mornings because they wake up and the first thing they do work out. That's how mm -hmm. they go. That's the way the habit actually sticks with them. And yeah. if If they work out after their work day, they're like super tired. They don't want to do anything. And that's mm -hmm. why the habit doesn't stick. So uh, you just choose what works best for you and just try. I think that when it comes to like developing those habits, it's better to not put yourself in a frame and trying to restrict yourself. It's other than observing yourself and seeing what works best for you. And you can try For example, you can say, okay, this month I'm trying to implement this habit. For example, when I set a limit of spending, right? And uh, next month I'm going to try to set a limit of the money that I'm going to invest. You just like kind of like play with that and tailor the habits to your own like lifestyle and mindset regarding the money. And I also would like to say that you still can look for different like spending and saving habits on the internet and find some of the little tips and tricks that can work for you. For example, the same as it was with me uh, not buying a new phone while my, my old one is still working. You can come up with a lot of different like rules like that. For mm -hmm. example, some of the people, they have the rule that they're not going to buy a thing. For example, let's say like a new laptop, mm -hmm. if they cannot afford a second one. So that's how they understand that they can afford that. That's like, I think that's one of yeah. the most like important questions to ask yourself, like, can I afford that? And every single time when you're thinking about purchasing something really expensive, for example, let's say a car, mm -hmm. you need to calculate all of the expenses that gonna come into your life with the car, because you have to pay insurance, you have to pay for gas, you have to register it, you have to, I don't know, like change tiers or repair it. So basically it's better when I was planning my move like to another country, I was also calculating, I was like looking, okay, how much am I going to spend on that and that and that? And I tried to calculate, can I afford moving mm -hmm. to another country? And that's when it comes to planning. I think that sometimes we do have unexpected expenses. Mm -hmm. And if you, for example, have set yourself a really strict limit for this month, like I'm not going to spend more than, let's say, I don't like $1,500, but something unexpected comes and you like what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> yeah li life happens yes so it's, it's important to remember about it and, and those those rules i think it, it's, it's like a baseline right right so it's good to have like default that you, mm -hmm. you try to stick to and then if something comes up it is what it is you just have to adjust right but Yeah. Then if you have a default, it's always easier to come back to your default, to your baseline. Yes. And for example, you can have like a basic financial habits and then mm -hmm. you can build a system of other habits on top of them. The base things are not breakable at all. Like at any circumstances, mm -hmm. you not break the base. But when mm -hmm. it comes to like the new habits in the system, you can adjust them. Yeah. And uh, just one thought about the car. You said car, it's it's like a money pit, right? Like you keep throwing at it, keep throwing, keep throwing. Yes, <laughs> and I just, I just experienced like I had several uh, repairs required mm -hmm. for my car. And it was one after another. When I thought it's done, 
Then it came out, it, it's another one, another one. It's a really old car, it's used, of course, and so on, and it's the first one. So, but it's funny that the, the cost of all these repairs is almost, I think I crossed like 50% of what I already paid for the car the first time. Oh my place. god, you just could <laughs> so, buy another car. <laughs> almost, yeah. yeah, but I think the next one I uh, think <laughs> will be less old, let's say. <laughs> or you can, I don't remember, sometimes I think that we have covered that in the last podcast, but maybe not. For example, you can buy a rare car that's like you know that's from a limited collection and it's going to appreciate in price mm -hmm. over time ah, yes. I, th I think we covered that yes yes. yes 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 we did you mentioned that yeah. i think it's very luxurious option but if someone can afford such car it may be a great investment because it oh. will appreciate over time right Okay, and I think we're slowly going to the end of this episode. I was thinking because we're talking a lot of, well, the whole episode is about habits, right? And there is this great book that I remembered uh, when mm -hmm. we were talking and I just wanted to make a recommendation. It's not necessarily about finances, but it can be applied to finances. I think I know what book you're talking about. It's very about. popular. It's Power of Habit. Oh, Power no, of that's Habit. another one. Oh, okay. So it's Power of Habit by Charles Dahik. It has very, it's yellow cover with red letters. So it's very catchy if you type power of habit and see a yellow book that's the one <laughs> and uh, yeah this is definitely a read and i recommend it to everyone and i would say things that he mentioned there are, are transferable to all areas of, of life including finances that's just a small recommendation and uh, thank you for right. this recommendation you know <laughs> what the was only... the book that you were thinking about yeah i was thinking about atomic habits Oh, right. Yeah, I know. Um, you know what I really want to wrap this episode with? It's a little bit cheesy, but still philosophical, is that your habits, no matter in what field, like personal life, like health or financial part of your life, the habits form you. It's not the motivation. It's not the inspiration. It's not like something else. But mm -hmm. you, like actually your personality consists of habits. And if you want to change your life, you got to change your habits. And especially it's very visible, very obvious in financial healthness yes. part of your life because you form the habits and then the habits form you. Nice. I like that thought. <laughs> Let's put it in the quote in the middle of the screen. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure people heard that already, but still. Yeah, I think it's true. I think it's definitely true. With that, we will close this episode with big thank you. And uh, we really like to thank everyone who submitted their comments and we are really excited to build this content together with the community and having your comments inside of our conversation it's really we really enjoy this format and we hope you do as well feel free to let us know what do you think about this episode please leave us some comments likes and subscribes i guess and, and especially uh, if you're watching us on youtube make sure mm -hmm. you uh let us know about your financial habits in the comments down yes. below so we can discuss it further under the video thanks everyone thanks anya for today's conversation thank and, you ben uh, <laughs> see you in the next one bye bye see ya thank you